0: You're listening to The Tuesday Club with Sean and Kyle. Hello. Hello well, there. Welcome back to The Tuesday Club, episode three. Episode three, unbelievably, gone quick and we've been quite well received. Yeah, well received. I think uh, we're doing quite well. I mean, why wouldn't we be? We're two very loved Welshmen. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm not feeling
1: the love today, mate. Why's oh, that? Well, I've had a big weekend. You have had a big weekend, haven't you? Yeah. Where have you been?
0: Tell everyone where you've been. I've
1: been to Spain.
0: Where in Spain? I uh,
1: actually went to a place called Elvira, which is... Just right next to Marbella. It's about 20 minutes oh, from Marbella. Oh, big spender! Uh, <laughs> there was 25 big spenders. <laughs>
0: Good. Now, today we've got a wonderful guest on episode three. We've got... Miss Rosie Sheehy.
2: Oh, thank you very Port much. talking about actor, doing rather well for herself. Thank you. That's Good. very kind of you. Can Does I it get it? I'm fab. Can I get this right
1: now? Because you just said actor. I'm old school. I would
0: have said actress. Yeah, but it's yeah. 2020 you now, Sean, so... Yeah, I know. Do you, know you want to take I this one, Ross?
2: Well, I kind of love actress. Do you?
0: Yeah. See, I thought you would have been
1: not an actor. I know, I know. Is Can that I, a thing? Like, is that like a? I'm, a, I'm an actor. Maybe I mean,
2: because when I was younger, I was just like, I want to be an actress because that's what it was called. I mm. think I just
0: do it to try and be PC because I've done it so much to try and be PC. I think it just sits in, you know, that we should male, try it. female <laughs> cat, dog. They're mm. an actor. Do you okay. know what I mean? Okay. So it's like that old thing, you know, um, when you say, um, oh, I can't remember the joke actually, so I'll probably just cut the cut that bit. So come on in,
1: Rose. Um, another actor, actress from Potolba doing extremely well. Tell our listeners what you're doing at the moment.
2: I'm currently at the RSC, at the Royal Shakespeare Company, doing King John.
0: King John. Yeah. And you're King John.
2: I am King John. Oh, is that,
0: is that the first time a female actor ever. has ever played King John?
2: Ever, I think, definitely in the UK. Is it? Yeah, that's ever been recorded. But it's
0: been critically acclaimed as well. Like I've. What? I've, like, I have not live in London anymore. You've been in London or you've been in Stratford as well doing it. Yeah, for six months now. But I've seen all the reviews. And, like, obviously, we, like, you know, we always speak, me and you have been friends for a while. We all put all with actors. We all support each other. We all keep in touch now and again. But I've followed a lot of stuff that Rosie's done. Like She's done, she uh, Chernobyl? Um, oh, drama. yeah. suppose he was in that. Yeah, she's in were. So we'll go on to that in a bit. She's been in Call the Midwife. And she'd just be popping up on your screen you don't even know it. Oh. And I'd be on fo- i be on the phone and we got like, Amy, Rosie's on the telly. Text out Oh, just seen you on the telly. Well done, well done. <laughs> but um but no King John, like I've read all the reviews, you've been having like five stars all over the shop, which is brilliant. I so. don't read them. Well no, I don't think many people do about themselves. Yeah. you like me and I love yeah, myself I was So say you got a Pinocchio now, your nose is <laughs> <laughs> I No,
1: know. I no. Know. <laughs> What would it like I mean, he'd like to be, to be playing in,
2: that sort of character. I know. Well, he's he's awful. He's he? a real yeah. Just just he, for he, people,
0: um, listeners who don't really have any background with Shakespeare or theatre at all, just give us a little bit of a, just a brief synopsis of the play, and then obviously.
2: Okay, well, I mean, he was an awful king. He's like widely known for being the worst king of England ever, um, and even like researching him. You couldn't read anything without him being called a tyrant and um, greedy. And, uh, yeah, he murdered his own nephew. Yeah. So it's a real bloodthirsty play. It's like epic. It's like... Isn't that a little bit like Hamlet, though? Well, yeah, all of them, isn't it? All of them are like Hamlet. All the history. It's so the all part. just Hamlet. Is I die like... at the end. Oh, there we are. Oh, yeah, no need to go now.
0: <laughs> Nobody needs to go and see Rosie, no. even though and she's had like five stars across the board. End. She dies. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose he does die, doesn't he? So... No. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's, it's really gruesome, though. I die, I get poisoned.
0: But I've seen some of the, the like stills and um, the promo shots that have been all in the press and that, and they're all just you. And there's some, there's some amaz- amazing pictures, right? You can just Google now, Rosie Sheehy, King John, and they'll all come up. The, the one scene that that makes me laugh, is a, just because I know you and I haven't seen the play, is a picture of you, and you, uh, it looks like you're in hysterics laugh. And laughter.
2: In rehearsal?
0: It, no, it was, I think it's an actual shot from like a dress rehearsal or something,
2: and oh, you've got wow. the crown on,
0: you're sitting at like, this long table.
2: Oh, Aw, you'll have to show that's... me. Oh
0: right, it's okay. I would but have gone in rehearsal, this now. It I'm I'll terrible. You while you're both chatting. I
2: just laugh all the time. <laughs> yeah, in re- rehearsals, were so much fun as well. We did eight weeks as well. Eight I'd weeks? I've never ever, ever had that much time no, in yeah. a play. Yeah.
1: So you know, like it's not a man like me, I, I love going to, to Stratford. You know, I went to see um, what was it? Midsummer Night's nice Dream last year or the year before, which um, was excellent, mm-hmm. brilliant, loved it. Um, how many l- how many lines would you have to learn?
2: A lot. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't even know the actual number.
0: There are lots. Like Shakespeare different kettle of fish. Like you know,
2: how much? How many lines are in Hamlet?
0: Oh, I mean, I don't know. You really show me up as an actor, now. Like yeah, I should know as well. People expect actors to know all this type of stuff. Possibly should do a stat pad on it. We don't really. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> you Get the stat man honest. Google. Um, it. But no, this Shakespeare has a lot. There's yeah. a. Lo- there are a lot of lines, especially if playing a lead. And it's it's different language almost as well
1: as yeah,
2: it? Well, it, it is. Yeah, it is like a foreign
0: language it is to me. It's classical, isn't
1: it? So it's, it's my first ever, ever
2: Shakespeare as well. Is it? Yeah, ever oh, I professionally. Like so I, I was like really nervous and it took me ages to just go through it because yeah. it is it's a foreign language it's, it's like doing something in a completely it's, different it's
0: called iambic pentameter and it's all um, in beats of ten so there's you'll have a line I am right there no? yeah definitely you'll have, you'll have lines and it'll be um, ba bum 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 And that's what you get trained when you're in drama school. Now Rosie went to RADA as well, I just want to mention that. That's probably the most...
2: I'm blushing now. You've got to stop with this. I am actually
0: great red. Red. No, but everyone knows, uh, well, most people know RADA. RADA is where, you know, back in the day, all the greats went. And it is one of the most prestigious drama schools in the world, not just in Britain. Um, but she went there, and they produce and have produced some phenomenal. I tell you, went there, mind going off a off topic. Is Steve McFadden. Oh, and did he? Phil, Phil and Grant? Wow.
2: Yeah. He from from his <laughs> <Senders.
0: one> <laughs> 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 He went to Rada, and he's played one character all his life. <laughs> 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 Brilliantly, or yeah, <laughs> isn't oh, yeah, it? Yeah, yeah.
2: I think he's brilliant, isn't it?
0: But no, it's it is. It's a different language, and it's very difficult.
2: King what? John is one of his earliest plays, so it's all none of it is in prose. So it's all in that rhythm. So you're listening to a play for about three hours, three hours long. Yeah,
0: yeah, most of them. I'm <laughs> <And are> knackered,
2: <laughs> and um, it's are you all on
0: stage all the time. Then
2: I do get breaks, okay. but then, but then you're on you, are off stage and you're changing costume, yeah. and then you're back on. And we like I'm, f- I'm f- sword fighting. Are you?
1: Yeah. So you've been trained in that, obviously. Yeah, we, we do. Um,
0: Levels one, two, three, four, and five. Awesome.
1: I sketch, what did school. you get, Kyle?
2: Well, oh, not
0: me personally. It's just what you're doing when you go to school. Did you not do that when you went yeah, to school?
2: Yeah, but what did you get?
0: Oh, I, uh, top we did an exam. I was awesome <laughs> fencing. There's actually a p- picture of me in my fencing gear up on my Instagram if anyone wants to go and have a look. I look amazing.
2: You've got to post-it I. It, I With I list, just sent this on my Instagram. <laughs> <All> right, <yeah. laughs> Probably Photoshop, no yeah.
0: <laughs> No, but there's some speeches, right? Like, and I'm sure you've got some as well. When you, you get um, the text, you'll have a little book, like, you know, like a Puffin book, and you'll get the play... Some speeches for lead characters in Shakespeare's Space are like three pages long. Mm. That's just one speech. Like that could take ten to fifteen minutes. Yeah. But it's 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 mental. Mm. And but we're
2: and we're not mic'd as well in there. Like one of the things I'm finding really hard is like every night to just reach, reach such the back a massive rowing. yeah. You've
0: got to reach the back
1: row, darling. <laughs> <laughs> of, and a three Projection. Hour, Projection. So Three-hour show. You're probably on there. Two hours plus. Yeah, yeah. Good gosh. And how many shows?
2: Have you done we, what do you do? By the end, we'll have done 95. Oh my god. And this is not really a spoiler because it happens in the first like 30 seconds. I drink a raw egg you if do
1: 95 raw eggs? I've done, I've done 95
0: <laughs> like, uh, raw eggs. It it's like cool handling. He had to eat, and obviously they were doing that every night. And some days you do martinez, you got two shows a day. And I was like, we went to the pub afterwards. I was like, what are you doing with that egg? Are you eating two like raw eggs, uh, boiled eggs? And he's like, oh no, it's like a little contraption um, where it looks like he's eating an egg. Oh, and it's just like a piece of paper. Didn't. Oh, yeah. you haven't got You've that. You've got to do no. You've got to eat it. Yeah, but yours is raw. His was a boiled egg.
2: Yeah, mine's raw. And oh, he it's had like, to like drinking
0: an embryo. A... Seamless link, yeah? to rugby
1: um uh, I, oh yeah, I forgot about that justin <laughs> <laughs> justin tiprick coming through the academy the ospreys um andrew ho said in the management meeting on the monday morning we were thinking of picking this week mate they said well we, we quite like this boy Tipprick, you know we think he's he could be something we we're gonna give him a go we we're playing bath away he said mate he's, he's never gonna be in osprey he's never gonna be good enough to play in the ospreys i said mate we, we, we quite like a look at him." He said, if you pick him, I leave two raw eggs in this meeting next week. <laughs> so we picked him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Did he do it? <laughs> we picked him down in Bath with Philo Tia at number eight and uh, Jerry Collins at six. <laughs> <laughs> so he had a pretty good game. I think he scored a try. <laughs> Following Monday morning, I took the eggs in, cracked them, and fair play, he did. He down them. Wow. Wow. Seamless link. <laughs> right. We are at our home, the, the Brit pub in Carmarthen. Up the Arvon Valley. Valley. We should get along there. And the lovely Gemma this now fantastic coffee it's really sorted me out we've yeah. got some fabulous cakes in front of us jam and cream I don't Victoria know if I sponge Victoria sponge it is yeah and mm-hmm. you've got a <laughs> away from me. you've got a pint i got a pint <laughs> <from Mariette, yeah. laughs> we're um,
2: doing high tea and okay. Kyle's having a pint yeah but I, you
0: know I've come here for a good time <laughs> you look like you've gone out for you know, afternoon tea mm, with the girls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Sean needs now. He's yeah. been with the boys. He's been with the boys since Thursday. Twenty-five. Um, that's oh. what he needs. Afternoon tea with the girls. Yeah. I love the boys. but three, three days is enough. No, but the Brit, uh, uh, the Brit are actually sponsoring the podcast this week. So thank you very much to Gemma and all the staff of the Brit, and um, they've got some brilliant things coming up. Over the next couple of weeks which um, we've got to mention Valentine's
1: uh, Day yeah Valentine's
0: yeah. Day uh, I think uh, I think it's fully booked now so um, but they've got um, a great act on Valentine's Day. today focus menu every Thursday they've got live music acoustic music so next week or this week sorry on the 13th they've got local boy Craig Jones on the guitar oh, he's excellent so I've never seen him before oh, Rosie knows it I not. went
2: to school with him Oh yeah Yeah, so like, a link. S- like infant school
0: and if you listen to this and you are it not, not from but <laughs> that like we aren't all related
2: <laughs> I know, I know. See. Maybe
1: somewhere back in there there we could be, you never know, but uh, we're a special family in Patalba, aren't we? But, but
2: Craig Jones is called Yoshi, that's his nickname, so Yoshi. if you come along, call him well, Yoshi. It's Yoshi from Mario. Mario. I think so, yeah.
0: I used to love that, do you remember No Mario?
2: Super the Gre- Mario. It, it's a it little dinosaur. Time.
0: Yeah, they had Super Mario in the 80s, didn't they? L- Lego would be my thing. Or <laughs> Lego.
1: <laughs> Lego, Atari. You know, Atari. You, would, you would remember, <laughs> Twister, Monopoly.
0: is an Atari a computer which was like a PC and they used to play games and they're like paperboy? It,
1: it, it was the what? modern day Xbox. We had, a, if you were lucky, you had an Atari. Is it? Yeah. I, I bet you had one, didn't All it? you could, mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in the early ones, right, all you could have, right, and be, all my mates be listening to this now. Uh, have you ever seen that game of tennis, but you just get a line? Right, I got a line on this said that only goes up and down the screen and it knocks up. Uh, what's the, the ball oh, is yeah. a dot. Ping pong's digital, called it, Digital dot. Ding, ding. That was it, mate. Yeah. The controller was a little knob that he turned. He just went up and down, up and down, and that was it. And you used to think that was like, oh, the amazing. Best. Look at the wow. graphics on this. I yeah. know. Look at the line going Next up and down level. the screen. Genuine, genuine.
2: So, Rose,
1: coming from Patalabad, any interest in the rugby at all?
2: Yeah. I mean, I've always watched it. Yeah. Yeah, always. But for the rugby or for the men? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: hey,
2: is that the wrong one, huh? Yeah, gorgeous men. I I'd go
0: on a date with most of them if they ask me, I'll be honest. With you. Who's, who's the biggest dish then? Rugby dish?
2: Oh, Do you know what?
0: Come on. This
2: might be. Uh, I. Damn big guy. Really? Every time.
0: Very very good friend of Sean's, Dan.
2: Oh, what? I love I'm love i embarrassed bit. now. Well, no, don't, don't tell be, him. I love well, him don't great. tell
0: him. <laughs> yeah, he's outside.
1: Don't tell him. Hiya, Dan. <laughs> he's probably going to listen to the Tuesday Club I now. I know, great. Then. Hi, Dan. <laughs> lovely boy. Lovely boy. Yeah, he's a bit of a dish, isn't he? I think um, most of most the females. I fraternity. mean, most
2: people would say Lee Halfpenny.
1: Yeah. Of yeah. course. Le- the lovely boy. Lee
0: Halfpenny's like, um, he's, he's the one you take home to your mother or in the quiet Nice and boy. Is he? Is he? I don't know Dan personally, but... I know he likes to uh, have a bit of a chat on the pitch. Do You he? know
2: the little routine he does before he kicks. The
0: bigger dance, the famous bigger
2: yeah, dance. Yeah, has that been cut?
0: What do you mean? Well, I, I, I watched it last yeah, week, and I just controlled it a bit. A I
2: missed it. Yeah, I was really, really. We really told him he needed it.
0: to control it? I think they need to control themselves because well, uh, that, that was his
1: signature. I spoke to him about it. he probably got a little bit. So it's your fault then. OCD, you know, not not OCD, but I it, love it, that though. It, yeah. <laughs> and when you're a kicker or a sportsman or anything like that, you know, like serving in tennis, they've, they've hurried that up now, haven't they? So I think they're trying to speed elements of the game up. Not that that's a massive issue. We only get a certain time. 60 seconds, is Yeah, I think it's 90, actually. Was um, it? I have to check that. But should not really, as a rugby you should not <laughs> well, we, we let it off because we've been worse for work. Then it can get, you know, routines can, you know, if you, if, particularly if you're a little bit superstitious or whatever, you know, then... Mm. It can uh, it can lead to that, but it, yeah, he certainly uh, controlled it. Now he kicks so well, doesn't he? Every uh, time. Yeah. Isn't yeah.
0: it? If um, you had to be, if you were, to, were going to be a rugby player for Wales women, what position would you play? Scrum half. Scrum half, why? Because I'm
2: five foot three and I'm tough. <laughs> and you're nippy. I ain't. You nippy. I am nippy. Well. <laughs> Yeah, I've well, got all to be fast? It's all, ca- uh, well, all the position where you've got to be really fast. Well,
0: all, we'd like all the players <laughs> to be fast, do. I know, <laughs> it does but, help,
2: like. but yeah, What's the, what do you have to be to be really fast? In I'm not that fast.
1: Yeah, you no. just got to be a link at scrum half. You know, you have to get, you, you touch the ball more than anybody mm-hmm. on the field because you're the link between one phase of play and another phase of play. So it would be good to be nippy. Yeah, can you pass the ball. Can you kick?
2: I can actually pass See? the ball.
1: You're in. I was taught. Yeah. So
2: and the women are playing incredibly nice,
1: yeah, they've gone through a bit of a transition um they got they got well beat on the weekend in Ireland. Did you see the weather Terrible. Oh. I mean, I know you joke about me going to Spain, but w- what a decision that was in the <laughs> end. There were flights cancelled, there were ferries cancelled you know uh, the the conditions were horrendous and then you asked me what was a flight back i Do you know it was a dream? It was a bit bumpy uh, coming into land in Bristol, but uh it was unbelievable. We were in 25 degrees yesterday. We were recording this on days of three. Monday. Monday. Because <laughs> it goes up on a Tuesday, Tuesday club. So yesterday... <laughs> Just we give were, everyone away the master plan. <laughs> on, Give you it, know, it away. Yeah. You know, we're in a beach bar. At 25 degrees, shorts, T-shirts. We got off the plane at Bristol. I nearly got blown over, going across on the road. Unbelievable difference. Just two and a half hours away, you know. Yeah. So <laughs> come on, Rose, back to you. Um, what's going to happen after King John? You know, you've been in all these fabulous things, but oh, what's the plan?
2: The plan is the National Theatre. Wow. After this. I'm doing a new Gary Owen play. Are you? Yeah, Gary Owen. Well, he's written anyone? one? Yeah, he has. What? Called Romeo and Julie.
0: Romeo and Julie? Yeah. I, I've seen what he's done there.
2: Which, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> original Gary, original.
2: <laughs> but, um, I mean, it's like loosely based on Romeo and Juliet, but it's set in Cardiff. Is oh, so? it? Yeah. I Owen it's brilliant, brilliant. Oh, it's brilliant. 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 Yeah, like, yeah. if you're growing up, and you, you want to be a, an actor, you read all his plays. I want to <laughs> yeah. know
0: about Chernobyl because all of a sudden, it, oh, everyone's raving about this new show, Chernobyl, and you know it's about the Chernobyl disaster. Everyone loved story. it, mate. But it was great. Yeah. It was phenomenal, right? And do you know one thing I loved, right? Yeah. And we're going to talk about your involvement in it. One thing I loved is that the actors didn't... Or the, I think I read something, the director was like, I don't want to fuss the actors with everybody doing... Russian accents and all because it'll take away from the performances and what we want is the performance okay. and to tell the story of these people that were affected by it. Mm.
2: An accent can sometimes become the main can. focus, can't it? And, yeah. it, and it, you do lose... Well, he, was, we, uh, he was definitely right to do that.
1: We, we were talking about um, this last week on the pod. Um, really? Who's we? the actor doing the Welsh accent, the Scouse? Stephen Gray, yes. Yeah. So now, me and
0: Rosie have got divided opinions on this. We, oh, we, won't, we, we, won't, look, we won't cover I that again. <laughs> <laughs> other than you, no, but it's the first time we've had another actor on the show. So. Do yeah. you know
2: what? I listened to the, to the podcast you did last week, obviously. Thank Massive you. fan. Um, <laughs> and you were bang on because the, the point you made, Kyle, about the phonetics. You know about him like lengthening the R, mm. the R the sounds. Walls. Like, how quick? That's just a note, isn't it? Just mm. give him the note. Do you want to do it again? I mean, he's an incredible actor. But
0: it's like I said to you when we were chatting the other day, as much as I love Stephen Graham and everything that he's done, and Rosie was like, yeah, but you know, there's other actors out there that could have done a Welsh mm. actor a bit better or get a good voice coach in. But my response was, I'm, get I'm a good Welsh actor. Yeah,
2: yeah. You know I mean? of course.
0: Yeah. There's... Plenty of amazing Welsh actors yeah. out there. Yeah. So, how did you get involved in Chernobyl? Talk me through.
2: I like aud- yeah, I auditioned for Nina Gold.
0: Nina Gold. Yeah, top, she casted. Top, it. huge casting director. Very difficult to get seen by Nina Gold. So wow. that just goes to show how and, uh, good Rosie's doing.
2: Well, thank you. But yeah, I remember I remember the audition, to, and it was like really quick in and out. I think I look kind of Russian though. Maybe that helps. Do you yeah. think?
0: I don't know. I mean. <laughs> I know you're from Auckland, <laughs> <then>, so
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. what, what? Well, we're going to um, go on now
0: after this, and we think we're going to uh, bring a bit of rugby in because Sean's sitting there, and he has nothing to do. I'm enjoying myself. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> so, did you uh, actually manage to catch any of the games of course, all over the weekend? Of course, I did. Yeah. You a little chat about it, yeah? Look, disappointing,
1: obviously. You know, uh, losing. I just, I just think. There was a switch in the game. Two crucial incidents: Thomas Williams knocking the ball on, yep. bless him. It can happen to to all of them, but he took his eye off the ball, and then that led to the field position, the set piece that Ireland eventually scored from that one. And then, of course, Hadley Parks going over the line and not getting the ball down. I think had we scored there, it would have taken us, I think, nineteen fourteen. Yeah, would have. Right? Yeah. And I think the momentum of the game was with oh. us then. Um. You know, knowing the boys as I do, I think Isla might have been squeaking then and thinking, oh, crikey, pressure's on us and anything could have happened. But as it was, it wasn't meant to be, was it?
0: The thing is, though, like, we didn't really have much ball at all no. in the first half. But when we did, we looked like we were about to do something. Yeah, you exactly. could see the, n- the new influences, the new coaching yeah. coaching setup, and But the one thing that was a bit disappointing was everyone, and I think everyone in Wales was rooting for Nick Tompkins yeah. for starting. Yeah. He had a cracker last week. And, you know, there was a few mistacklers. There, there was a, a lot few of from a lot, I mean a lot of experienced yeah. players. A lot of that?
1: turnovers and uh, errors, but they're going to have that, and they're trying to play. There's a lot of offload in trade, you know, and I, I'm not too disconcerted because I think this will come through now and there's going to be a, li- a, f- a few bumps in the road, as yeah, Alan yeah. said, you know. So, you know, France at home is going to be good when They had another good win. Uh, dreadful conditions. Talk about dreadful conditions. Scotland looked horrendous, didn't it? Yeah, and yeah. Um, they are suffering from that Finn-Russell-Gregor-Towns-In nonsense. There's one of the, their best player and the coach have had a, a public spat. Oh, and he's come out now this weekend and said his side of the story. Did and you read the article? I did, yeah. I read it coming home. And um, <laughs> he's pretty honest and it's, and it's damning. So... That's not going to help them. now, you know they've they've got a difficult Six Nations tournament. They got Italy next.
0: I can't see I can't see him coming back. in no. the, the set. He basically
1: said it's me or Gregor. P- pretty much. Yeah, I feel like you, Rosie, saying to the director, "Well, it's me or you." <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: it's, it's, uh, I read the article today, and when he was talking about, um, he's supposed to be one of the leaders of the group, and they had this rule that there was only two beers a night, and he was saying that you know he'd just come off a thirteen in game in a row run and he likes to have a couple of beers. He's still playing well, you know, his his mental health is still there, he's healthy and he just wanted to have a couple of extra beers. He literally finished a game, flown up with Sean mm. Maitland that day, got to Scotland camp where they were all having the meeting before he arrived. So it's it's gonna have an effect on the players as well as the
1: There's gonna be coach. players in that camp who are either with him or against him. Yeah. And that's gonna be the difficulty. Man management is uh, I was asking Phil last week, we had uh, Phil, Phil yeah. Philip John on, and I was asking him about directing. Is it a bit like being a rugby coach, you know, because you have to manage all these different... And, and man management with that is so important, because he could lose the group, you know. Mm. Uh, it's very difficult. If you, have a, if you have a chance, have a look at Finn Russell's Twitter feed, and have a look at Gavin Henson's reply. They'll tell you a lot about Gav. I've seen that. <laughs> yeah. Something about um, but, uh, double standards. Boots. Yeah, something like that. He
0: Men with, with more fat
1: Gav, more fat, Gav, percentage. Gav shoots from the hip. And he's very rarely... <laughs> so he rarely comes on and say, you know and, and says something like that. But uh, it's interesting to give you an idea of Gav's mindset, you know, um, when he was a player. Because when I coached him, I always thought he was brilliant, you know, he was great to work with. But honesty in the changing room is one thing Gav yeah. was good at, you know. But, yeah, so, you know, fair play to him. Glenn that. Punks
3: back got the win. Um, Ellis Gens, could try. Uh, he's come out
1: with a, a, a funny interview. Did you see that interview? Right, well, I coached Ellis at Bristol. You know, Did you? Uh, he's, he's a lovely lad. Here. I thought Actually, it was a brilliant interview. He, do you know, I, I used to bring him home a couple of times because he was dating a girl from Samfields. Was he? Yeah. No unbelievably, way. yes. Who he R- met. Do you know who Ellis Gens
0: was? <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't he, Rose? was it? No? <laughs> but uh,
1: I think he met at Harpy College. So... Um, yeah, I, I'd come down when, I, when I'm coming home. I would have uh, uh, brought him out, a good chat with him in the car. Real nice lad. He's a, he's a rough diamond, you know. Yeah, yeah, They've yeah. done well there. So, hey, fair play. They bounced back and it's all on now, was not it? Ireland are the ones to
0: beat. So open, though, isn't it? Yeah. If all I can open. And very rarely you hear me say anything. These words will very, very rarely come out of my mouth. But I hope England beat Ireland and they say anyone Six Nations. Well,
1: you know, that, that's what happens. You know, I just felt looking, and I said this to you before the Six Nations started. Momentum is massive, home advantage is massive, Ireland were to play two home games on the bounce before going to Twickenham. that game now potentially mm. becomes a six-nation winning game for Ireland, yeah. or England now, because if they can knock Ireland over, they've lock, both lost one, what are France going to do? They come to Cardiff, we knock them over, it's, it's all anyone's. to play for. That's you know? so why
0: so it is rugby's greatest championship.
1: And that is enough rugby. Really? Yes. Really? Yes. Look at Rosie. And so I I I'm be just...
0: Rosie. Know. What yeah. do you think about those quads, Rosie, on the beach? <laughs> Stop. Don't <laughs> ask me <laughs> that. Do, do you watch The Six Nations? Or yeah. is it just like... You, you always, would? always, yeah. yeah.
2: Living in London, especially. Yeah. Yeah. Down the where pub? Where yeah. do we go? Three... The Three Kings? Yeah, always. Yeah.
0: Every Welsh
2: actor. That's where we met. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. Was it? Yes, it was. Oh, Obviously me memorable for you, I
0: don't remember any time going into Three Kings. It's in <laughs> Fulham, right? It's just off one of the main roads into London as you pass in Fulham. And any Welsh actor slash Welsh person, because it used to be run by two Welsh people, it is known as the Welsh the Welsh bar in London. And any Six Nations game, any Autumn Internationals, whatever Wales are playing, it's just rammed full of Welsh people. Like mm. I met um, Shane Williams, uh, one of his mates, um, Toby Cochlan. Um, he is from Armerford, same as Shane. You know Shane and Dean, and I met him, and he was like directing this film. Do you meet anyone in there, yeah. they're all Welsh. It's a brilliant place to go. Mm. Yeah. It's yeah. far better. It? it is great.
1: So, when, when, if you're home, would you go to the games in Cardiff, or just <sighs> do you know clog up the pubs and weirdly, not go to the game?
2: Uh, if I do go and watch a game, it's rugby league. Oh, sorry, really? yeah, really? yeah. My dad. Well, hey, dad. <laughs> <laughs> my dad I love my dad that's um, the first um,
0: podcast show don't no, be Yeah, I know
2: sorry <laughs> um, yeah he started uh, rugby league in Petorbit oh. ages ago yeah my grandfather and my uncle well, started played. playing like, yeah, yeah he had a team done the green Stars called oh, fighting Irish fighting Irish yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah that's, that was that's my dad. what Brett used to play for yeah. Brett
0: went from there you're my, my Brett Thomas, yeah Yeah. I mean, obviously you know Brett mm he went from them and had a couple of caps for yeah, rugby league yeah. through, through that team.
2: Wow.
0: It's a great game.
1: So shout out the bread as
0: well.
2: Yeah, my dad was like a development officer. Is that what the yes, title's called? Yes. Yeah, for years. Brilliant. Yeah. Never
3: really so, got
0: into so
2: rugby so league. Yeah, isn't? if I go, it's usually for that because I'm with my dad.
1: Yeah. And yeah. a social.
2: Oh, therefore.
0: <laughs> 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 I think that's what everyone's a rugby fan for, isn't it? A social. Yeah, it does not it? That's go. the whole thing with the Finn Russell thing now, and, and like a lot of people. On, uh, sorry not the Finn Russell thing, the Ellis Elleskens thing. When he had the little drop of his beer, and it was he had so much stick on Twitter, and somebody said um, something like, "Oh, you should be a better role model for younger kids watching the game." And I saw a reply, which I which I stand by. If your kid hasn't seen a rugby player or gone uh, seen somebody drinking after a rugby match, they've never stepped foot into a rugby club yeah. in their life.
1: I quite like the idea we used to do a bit at the Ospreys. You just put a, a crate in. If you've had a good win in a tough game, just share a beer with your with your mates in the change room in blood, sweat, and tears. You mm. know whatever it is, and. But that's where you create. That's where the memories are. Yeah. You know, it is, and so. Hey, in with rugby,
2: Sean. That was very poetic, it? wasn't it? Yeah, in,
0: in the blood and
1: tears. I, have my I know. I have my <laughs> moments. Well, talking of poets, <laughs> we had another very special guest on the Tuesday Club this week. Um, I caught up with a, an old friend of mine, guy I worked with at uh, Gloucester, at Bristol. Uh, He's now the attack coach at the Ospreys, although he is leaving at the end of the season to go back to a club he's been to before, Worcester. On the Tuesday Club, I caught up with Matt Well, I'm delighted to say on the Tuesday Club, I'm joined now by current Ospreys coach, a guy I worked with a couple of times, actually, but most notably at Bristol. Matt Sherritt, how's it going, Jock?
3: Very good, thank you, mate.
1: I call you Jock because Jockey, everyone knows you as.
3: Yeah, it's... um, (coughs) Well, I come from... It's my old man's uh, nickname, nothing to do with uh, riding or horses or anything like that. He's just a uh, short-ass like me. So.
1: I never knew that. I've always called you Jockey, only known you as Jockey, but uh, it was the old man.
3: Yeah, it was the old man. Uh, one of his mates, I was probably about 11, 12, I turned up to a rugby club and he said, oh, was young Jockey, and then ever since, it's, uh, it's stuff. Yeah, well, it's
1: you too as well. <laughs> so, home club, what's that?
3: Um, well, G- Gloucester, obviously I'm from Gloucester, they'd be my home kind of big club. My uh, junior club was a place called Treadworth, which is a uh, pretty, um, pretty dodgy area in the middle of uh, middle of Gloucester.
1: I worked at Gloucester you know, with you up at Harpy there and there's a lot of great clubs up there, isn't there? Mattson, Long Longlevens, Gloucester Old Blues, to name but a few, but it it, it it's very much like Wales or South Wales around this area put all of it in that respect isn't
3: it yeah I say to the boys that they, um, at Osprey's actually is Gloucester's as close as you could get to Wales um, without being in Wales so it's literally Saturday afternoon you see everyone from 16 to, to 40 with a kit bag on walking to the local uh, local club I'm doing a session at Spartans rugby club actually on Sunday for a mate which I uh, agreed to after a couple of beers which I regret now and got text off him yesterday and said, Oh, how many kids are going? He said it's the under fourteens, under twelves and the tag rugby team. So <laughs> I've been stitched up there uh, this week. That's, That's
1: what made it for me. me. You know, uh, um I'm not gonna talk to you about the detail of the Ospreys because a Tuesday club and Kyle will be really annoyed, you know, because he's such a mad tough. It's not about the, the hardcore rugby, it's about off the field stuff. But you know, coming from Gloss as you said and the sort of similarities in that area to this area you know the the South Wales South West Wales Corridor here aside from the troubles that the Ospreys have experienced since you've been there the last two years you taking some something from it
3: uh, yeah yeah for, uh, to be honest uh, my whole time in Wales really obviously I'm uh, I'm sure we'll get to leaving at the end of this season uh, but I've been here for four years and um, I'll be honest with you it's probably obviously started in Bristol but it's really been the springboard to um uh, to my career really. Obviously very lucky at the blues to have a little bit of uh, success joined there at the right time and um obviously coming to the Ospreys decent year last year, as you said, it's been tough this year, but um it's been it's been fantastic. I've really enjoyed it.
2: Mate,
1: we had a good thing going at Bristol. You you left me. You know, first Danny Wilson goes. I work hard to get Danny Wilson there. You Myself, that was since he was the coaching team. Mark Bennett, we got on board as essence He was fantastic, world class. And then we had Andy Robinson above us, who was a great, great fellow. We had something going there. But you, Danny Wilson, corks you to the Blues.
3: Yeah, I know. I, it was the hangovers that got me in the end. I couldn't cope with the. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't, go, co- couldn't cope with the off the off the field stuff. No, it's brilliant. I enjoyed uh, Bristol. It's probably one of those actually that you don't realise how much you enjoyed it until. Um, until it's gone, because as a young coach in my first club, um, you think every club's going to be the same. You think you're going to move around, and it's all going to be good fun, and you work with good people and all get on with each other, and like, it has been in the hole, but that is a time uh, you look back to, it's pretty, um, well, it's good fun, was not it? And, and some good, um, well, some great games of rugby as well. Well,
1: great rugby, and uh, Bristol moved on strength to strength now. Foundations, I'd like to think are in place, but we we're just talking off air now about our director of rugby andy robinson <laughs> An unbelievable bloke a great rugby man but we had some giggles over him do tell, tell tell our listeners about that um, that coaching episode when he turned up in his jeans
3: well we obviously were saying earlier uh, firstly absolutely brilliant uh, brilliant bloke couldn't find a bloke who loved rugby more than him and his family actually so <laughs> his his wife uh, sam good coach, the British Lion. (laughs) She's uh, she's a rugby expert as well. But you'd see in the week, because Robbo was so uh, enthusiastic, really passionate about rugby, watching under sevens game with the same intent as an international game. You turn up and um, try and be cool, director of rugby, obviously going to stand back and watch and see how it's going. And within twenty minutes he 'd have a uh, oh. pair of one hundred and twenty pound brogues on <laughs> pair of Levi jeans, and he 'd be at the bottom of a mall that he just uh, <laughs> sacked. so we spoke about that, and then um, he liked uh, uh, this is on the pitch he 's into role play he might be into that off the pitch as well, but <laughs> certainly on the pitch, he used to give himself a character of someone from the opposition, uh, probably a famous one. We were defending our goal line, Andy Robinson, become the island flank and neil best. Screams off the line and uh, high tackles off, off Adrian, Adrian <laughs> Jarvis. Jarvis. Yeah.
1: So. Oh, brilliant times! Brilliant times! He's gone to do Romania now. I think that. Um, <laughs> can you imagine that <laughs> Andy Robinson coaching Romania? I did a, I did Romania for a stint as well. So it's not an easy language barrier that one, you know. I'm um,
3: sure it'd be. I, I bet he. bet they'll love him out there. He'd be brilliant. Yeah, everybody loves him.
1: I wish him all the best for that one. So it's on to Worcester for you, um, closer to home. Uh, big factor in your decision Uh, with Saracens now and their misdemeanors it means a little bit of a ring fence situation for Worcester. they're going to be guaranteed Premiership status next year, you must be excited about that
3: Yeah I can't wait, obviously firstly it was uh, two things I've always wanted a coach in the Premiership, it was the first club actually before Bristol that I ever worked at and um, it's funny, how things probably go around in circles in this game so it was where I took my first academy um, Academy job, um, so it was a little bit of a, a pullback with that, and they made it pretty clear that they had. Um, uh, that's what they wanted. They wanted people with an affiliation with the club. Obviously, Jonathan Thomas, at Osprey in Wales, is going back there, who captained them, and actually, in quite a short uh, space of time, made a real impact there. I know him pretty well, so probably going back to our days at Bristol. Actually, nice to work with people you know that are like-minded and good. You know, good fun on and off the. uh off the pitch and as you said it's 40 minutes away and um, the Pro 14 is that's pretty brutal with the travel, it's a lot of, obviously especially uh, for me because it's a commute but it's nice to be a bit closer to home and see the family um, a little bit more
1: You are a family man, it's difficult when you're um, you are a professional rugby coach and I've said it, it's it's brutal, it is, you know, you get massive highs, massive lows, but you miss your family, you're away all weekend, every weekend travelling do do, what do you do, man? What do you what do you do to chill out? Well, I know you like a beer, like me, but uh, what do you do?
3: Um, I've again, I probably go back to uh, Bristol days a little bit. I can always remember you saying at um, Bristol that you miss your kids growing up in a in a flash. And I'm, you know, 27, 28 then, and it's that's not on the <laughs> that's not on the radar. Uh, obviously, I've got uh, like a seven-year-old uh, boy now and genuinely four years I've been in Wales I've blinked and he's turned into a he's gone from a toddler to a to a young boy so it's um, you (coughs) know I learned a lot from that time obviously working with likes yourself and Robbo not just about coaching but about how you conduct yourself away from the uh, pitch as well you and Robbo used to always come into the office and say make sure you get yourself home you miss your kids growing up and I didn't think about that then, but coming into the Pro Fourteen with a commute and um, getting away, you do you see your kids once or twice a week. So um, I make sure I enjoy myself when I am away. So when we do go away on um, on our <laughs> trips, I always have a beer with the rest of the staff and have a bit of fun because you have to. Because um, especially this season, the game's pretty uh, <laughs> pretty hard watching. Um, and then back at home, really um, just my kids football mad, so I end up um... usually sticking him in goal and smashing balls <laughs> past him
1: you always fancy yourself as a bit of a Ronaldo but uh, I'm glad you've taken one of the things from working with me jockey and uh, there's nothing to do with rugby other than you know the night before a game and you're away you make sure you're going off a few pints and it is important because our work is done as coaches then pretty much you know uh, until kickoff that 24 hours is important and it's a chance to bond with with your fellow coaches and staff and that, and uh, glad you've uh, carried that mantra on.
3: Now that I haven't been
1: coaching in the last three and a half years,
3: I send the same text that you used to send out. So, as we'd pull up to the hotel, wherever we went, could be anywhere. Jersey was probably the favourite one. It would be uh, as we pull up, text message goes in your pocket. I wonder who that could be. It might be my wife, and I oh, know it's not Sean Ollie. Uh, fancy going for a walk? Eight o'clock in reception, which meant get your best shirt on and. And get yourself down there, and then we used to hide under the window and sneak out so <laughs> Robo couldn't see you.
1: Yeah, um, Kyle's listened to this, obviously, and he won't edit that out because he'll absolutely love that joke. He will. But great experiences since you've been in Wales, you said with the Blues. You know, it's been tough at the Ospreys, but during that time as well, you coach Wales um, with Warren Gatland. You got called in for a tour, uh, Six Nations or an autumn or both. Uh, it's
3: an autumn. It's when. Uh, he was around, but he was obviously their Lions coach at yeah. that year. So. Yeah, doing a few dinners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you've put yourself a
1: great reputation here <laughs> in Wales and throughout the UK. Um, just, ta- just give our listeners a bit of an insight to what it was like to be in the Welsh camp. I know I've been there, but, you know, more recent times for you, because you will have worked with a lot of the current Six Nations squad. And um, it's a pretty special time in camp, isn't it? Yeah.
3: It's, it's amazing. It's, um, obviously i've come from a background as well i didn't i didn't play um, you know professional um, professional rugby so i hadn't seen the inner workings of um an international camp and it is it's everything you know magnified by a thousand so the build up is huge the training sessions until you see them live is um, something you can't really imagine just the speed the intensity and the quality and um, everything that builds up to the game is just, you know, magnified um, by a hundred. And then probably my favourite part of it was the um, was the game day, or the two hours before the game. So just seeing players, how obviously privileged and honoured they were to play for Wales, and watching their build up and how their psyche changed during the morning of a game. And then um, probably for me, the there'd always be a team talk at the Vale Hotel, where uh, head coach would sit in the middle of a circle and not say much but say probably uh, one or two minutes of what the game meant and a f- couple of key points and obviously the atmosphere was um, pretty special in there and what I always remember weirdly from it is uh, you'd get uh, three uh, police motorcycles who'd take you from the Vale to uh, to uh, Millennium Stadium and um, they used to sit in the back of the room and watch the speech He'd go up the stairs onto the bus, and all the Vale staff would uh, clap you onto the bus. And then the journey up Westgate Street was unbelievable. Um, so you obviously turn into Westgate Street, and the motorcycles are go, and the horses take over. And it literally is a frenzied sea of uh, red. And I, sp- I can remember speaking to Gethin Jenkins after, um, and I think he was on about 128 caps or something. And I can remember turning to him after and saying, do you ever get bored of this? And he said, not once. And it is like a, he said, it must be a drug for the players. Mm. And then everything, anthems and, and the build-up was unbelievable. The game happens in a blur and the weeks, a working week that's more intense, but the match am un- unbelie- unbelievably fortunate and privileged to, uh, to watch it.
1: Good on you, mate. I was on that bus in 2005 when Gavin Henson kicked that kick to beat England. Remember, I was on that bus and I know exactly what you mean. Unbelievable. Um. Now, listen, take it away from rugby a little bit. Um, well, I'm going to ask you first, very quickly, who's going to win the Six Nations?
3: I think Wales might do it again, you know. Mm. Um, Momentum? I was, yeah, do you know what? I just felt, um, listen, it probably was um, one of the hardest of games at the at the weekend, but I do feel that they seem to have that same swagger and same same confidence about him. I do think France, especially with um, Sean Edwards there, I know what he can do to the and in a Six Nations campaign. He knows how to how to win. He's got an unbelievable ha- habit of being able to galvanize a group and make them really energetic. I think if they get on a roll and um, they get the their country behind them and get some momentum they could be tough to stop as well
1: I agree I should say to our listeners that Matt and I are discussing matters in the Brit pub uh, my local uh, great friends of ours prior to the island game because I'm often a jolly to Spain which Kyle will obviously say a lot about I agree momentum is massive in the Six Nations so let's hope so now we have a lot of showbiz listeners jock because um, of Kyle and so on and the Tuesday club is, is pretty much about that are you a film buff?
3: Yeah, I don't mind. I, actually, since I've, because um, I step in, in, Swansea and I'm sad and I've got nothing else to do and I don't want to sit in a, a flat with Carl Hogg because he he's not worth speaking to. I get, I've been to the cinema on my own a couple of times, so yeah, I don't mind it. Yeah, good. So uh, um,
1: we're going to ask you now. Something we're going to ask all our guests on the Tuesday Club: Who would play Matt Sherrett? Now Kyle said that Hugh Jackman would play me. And I was pretty happy with that. You know, he did say that James Corden would play him. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's quite self-deprecating. But who would play Matt Sherrett?
3: Um, I don't know why, but Danny DeVito. <laughs> Danny DeVito springing to mind uh, for the comedy, and then probably for the looks, I'd say um, uh, probably Brad Pitt. somewhere <laughs> like
1: <that. laughs> Brad. 30, no, only about, 30, near about five foot six as it is. Oh, Matt Shedder, thanks for joining us. So gonna, uh, I'm not letting you go there. We're going to do a, a little feature called Up and Under here on the Tuesday Club. Ten quick-fire questions. No looking at the questions and no delaying with answer, right? Pure honesty. You ready for this? Okay. Indian or Chinese? Indian. Tea or coffee? Tea. Dan Bigger or Gareth
3: Carathanskum.
1: Mm. Gloucester or Worcester? Gloucester Movies or meal? Meal Beer or lager? Lager Spain or Portugal?
3: <laughs> it's got to be Spain now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah.
1: Game of Thrones or Peaky Blinders?
3: Peaky Blinders
1: Holly Willoughby or Kelly Brook?
3: Ooh, both Ke- <laughs> 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 Uh, Kelly Brook.
1: Warren Gatland or Eddie Jones?
3: Uh, Warren Gatland.
1: Matt Sherrod, Osprey's coach. Thanks for joining us on Tuesday Club.
3: Cheers, thank you mate.
2: The Tuesday Club with Sean and Kyle.
0: Right then, time to go. Down the blind side, John. Yeah,
1: down the blind side. Just a little bit of off-field stuff, what's been going on around the Biz world, the rugby world. Firstly, Rosie, our special guest here tonight. Um, wh- who's the best... I asked this to Phil the other, the other week. Who's the best actor or the most interesting actor you've ever worked with?
2: Can I say two people? Yes. Um... It was my first ever job out of drama school and I did the workshop right and it was only a week long for Girl from the North Country, and all the music was Bob Dylan and it was incredible. And John C. Riley played, I think it's Kieran Hines now that's done in the West End. But um John C. Riley played the da the father figure in it. And I was just in awe. He played guitar, he sang everything like Bob Dylan. It's hard as well, Bob Dylan music. Oh. And um yeah, proper pro. Yeah, who's the and other one? And really funny. The other one is Bertie Carville. Um, I did the Harry Ape with him, the old Vic. Um, I mean, he he won a Tony last year. He's brilliant, and he's really transformative. Versatile every single time, different. And I did a play with him, and then he directed me. Oh. So he's an incredible director and actor.
1: Is it like, you know, uh, I come from the rugby world... There are levels of, you know, if somebody that you're working with is a superb actor. Is the difference to that much?
2: Oh god, yeah, Is it? yeah. And I suppose you look at it like technically wise as well, as well as emotional. I don't know, intelligence.
1: Yeah, still, still good to work with them because you pick up all sorts of tips oh or my god, you things learn yeah. all the time. And to
2: run the rehearsal room, yeah. especially being a, playing a lead. Now it was yeah. my first time ever. It. Won't be the last. Oh, thank
1: you. So, what point do you become a diva? Oh, God. <laughs>
2: I'm Never, say about hopefully.
1: Not <laughs> 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 when I was five, I need mean, So, right, come on, I'm here in the presence of two great actors, Oscars. Overnight, while I was uh, traveling back from Spain, I'm obviously not a massive knowledge first on this, but Kyle was telling me that. The likely winners are going to be X, Y, and Z. I look at the news this morning. The winners were X, Y, and Z. Now there was
0: there was one shock though. There was Ah, one shock. Um, Best Picture. um, Everybody and I think I thought as well. 1917 was going to pick up Best Picture, Best Director. Mm -hmm. um, You know, Sam Mendes. Yeah. And uh, Parasite won it. But um, but then again, like when you were saying, Joaquin Phoenix won Best Actor. Mena Zellweger won Best Actress for playing Judy Garland. Brad again. Pitt won Best Supporting Role. That's the third time he's won it in this award season, now. What I love, right? What I love about Brad Pitt is it, last year they came up with something called the Glam Cam. and this is high high tech, state of the art new um, camera which is like a ball, and it sort of comes on a half semicircle. Like you get uh, all in sci- in science class. What are you laughing for? <laughs> Do you know what I'm on sorry, about? Sorry, no, I'm
2: still laughing. Right. Brilliant. I'm sorry. <laughs> do you
0: know when you get like uh, those, you get like the, uh, the sun and then you get all the planets round there and they all like wheel around each other? It's on like one of those. Okay. but It's giant. so they get all the stars walking down the carpet to do like a turn into it. And Brad Pitts, everyone's doing like turns as if they're on the runway and all the rest of it. And Brad Pitts like doing a little cha-cha up to it, and it's absolutely brilliant. I watched him literally about twenty times. He's pretty cool, man. Isn't he is. I, I like think he's the coolest, coolest. Did you see actor him? You did like ever.
2: a Running Man last night to accept the Oscar. Is that what oh, it was? Yeah, he, he like he was like a slow mo going to like lake. Yeah, I mean that's, maybe that's so what he
0: was doing. Cooler. In yeah. you know, that's what he was referencing. I, I, I saw some
1: photos. He looks pretty sharp as well, Rose. Doesn't he? He is sharp.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah.
1: He, yeah. He's, 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 he's aging well. I gotta say. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it? I'm he's long,
2: I'm he's sort hair. of
0: like the David Beckham of yeah. the acting world. If you look at David Beckham over the years since he, you know, rose to the top, he's had all his different looks, different hairstyles. Look at Brad Pitt as well, back from like the 80s. He's been exactly the same. Different hairstyles every year and different fashion senses.
1: I I first saw him in a film, you'll have to remember, I think, was it California? Where he's basically a serial killer. uh, And is it Julia, or what was her name? If, if you obviously, i haven't seen it. It was a while ago, mine. Once and upon they,
0: a time in Mexico, I think you're talking about Julia Roberts and James Gandolfini. No, no. with the gun, and he's he's a hitman. No, no, I'll find out. Okay, but
1: uh, it was such a brilliant performance. It was serial killers, basically, right, right. Uh, a Bonnie and Clyde type thing, you know. And
2: uh, yeah, Thelma and Louise.
1: No, it wasn't Thelma and Ah Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> he was in
2: that, though.
0: He was,
1: was, in, he that. He was <laughs>
2: wasn't in that. was he incredibly Get He wasn't in that. That
0: was like his...
2: That was his breakout, wasn't it? His
0: breakthrough <laughs> performance, yeah. God, I need to do
1: some more... I need to do some watching. Sorry, man. Yeah, right, good. So, no surprises <laughs> then. Um, Anna, really. Done and dusted. Although, again, reading social media this morning, I don't like... We talk about Ricky Gervais. The fact that Joachim Phoenix, Joachim Phoenix has too. used as a platform... All right, we've all got our views on, on the planet and, uh, and, and, you know, global warming and this, that and the other, but
0: what, it's, a bloody, it's a bloody film show But
1: what do you expect, though,
0: actors? It's, it's a room full of people who, who like people looking at them. Yeah. Like, I'm one of the first people to say, people say, why did you become an actor? And I say, because I love being centre of attention. You know, never guess,
1: Rose, I, 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 I don't,
2: yeah. <laughs> I love it. You you are a diva because you know about the glam cam. I, did, I only know about the <laughs> glam cam <laughs> because mean? I have to
0: do my research on the Oscars for the Tuesday Club. Oh, I see. So when okay. I went on the, two, the, two, uh, the Oscars Twitter <coughs> feed, I noticed the glam cam. And I just thought it was quite funny what Brad Pitt done. So thank you very much. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but Touché. it's a room full of people who, 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 for a living, have spent their careers having people tell them how fantastic they are and how amazing they are. So... I can understand like you know we all we all got our beliefs and we all got our ideals in the real world and what we should be doing with this that and the other whether it's politics or climate change or whatever but I do agree with what Ricky Gervais said maybe not in he those exact right. words yeah, yeah. Like it's an award ceremony that means bog all in the real world next year everyone's going to forget who won it last year yeah you know by just the get summer on with it. yeah just get, get, it, get on, on, the on award. There. thank you very much thank you to the director thank you to my agent thank you to everyone who watched it and whoever nominated me and decided <laughs> to give the award yeah you know we know about climate change we know about veganism and we know that people need to cut down on eating meat so you know, just accept your award and get off, mate. Right, okay. <laughs> Stop off aw- in the light, because
2: <laughs> I want to be on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. You've just planned, you've just did your Oscar acceptance. Yeah, that was acceptance. it. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, the Tuesday Club it. acceptance speech. Oh, there's it. not enough time in the show no, for me right to do that. my but
1: Oscar But wait,
2: speech. did 1917 win anything? Because it should have. That
1: was a good film.
2: Oh, it was incredible, I went with it. my
1: son watched it. it was brilliant. I cried about four yeah, times. Yeah, it was awesome. And not knowing anything technically, but how they filmed it. You know, all that, sh- you know, the one shot, basically, isn't it? And, yeah. uh,
0: do what do you, because uh, you've done a lot, like, I haven't really done a lot of theatre, but you've done pretty much 50-50, you've done a lot of theatre, you've done a lot of filming. Now, how do you find the transitions back and forth?
2: I, I don't know, Kyle, I'm not, I haven't done that much TV in comparison. And, of course, when you're filming, it's much shorter. Um, I still get really nervous on set, so I'm not that smooth with the transition. I love theatre, though. I do feel at home. No, but
0: like, what, what are some of the things that you would implement in your practice, I suppose, as to, write obviously, as an actor, you know, when you're doing a performance in a theatre, you know you've got to have a good vocal range. You've got to be able to, like we said earlier, hit the back row, even though you're not mic'd up. But, obviously, then, everything's much bigger because you've got to play to everything you could have some theatres in London have got like, you know, eight hundred to a thousand people sitting in the audience. No, I don't know maybe maybe I'm like, No <laughs> you no it's right. Oh, the Olivier
2: active. is that
0: um, so but then over when you're on thousand. set the camera is like right in your face. So you you can't be like oh because you'd be really over the top. But it's like um Oliver <laughs> Reed said that when you when you're an actor, like this is one of the lessons I learned of Oliver Reed was blinking and I what you watch myself and I blink a lot when I was starting out when I did Hollyoaks or whatever. And he said, when you're on a big screen, when you blink, your, your eyes are about you know, five foot wide on a big screen. Yeah. So if you see that, it totally takes any power away from you as that character.
3: Mm-hmm. So like,
0: just interesting to find out what, because you've done a lot of theatre, what, yeah. what the differences are for you. Know, I
2: know sorry, this might be too tactical, so tell me to stop, but did you ever like do exercises like you, you're playing your actor and you're in an emotional state? You never play an emotion as an actor, that's kind of like the rule. You're always playing, I think Phil John said it last week, you always play an action or you use like a verb to affect yeah. the other person. And that, I think that's true for both stage and screen, that's got to be like the same, that's the same intention. But you, I think on screen you, you really play in there, as opposed to your actor. Well, that
0: makes sense, it makes perfect sense.
2: Yeah. That's, uh, for me, y- your inner obstacle or whatever you're trying to achieve in a screen is more potent, if that's like a... Yeah, because it's all right about word. the
0: subtleties as well. Honestly. Definitely, yeah. yeah.
2: Whereas, well, that's what we whereas like, yeah. on stage, you're free to play Yeah, actor. You can be as big as you want.
1: Yeah, yeah. Fascinating. It is fascinating. Oh, no, it is fascinating. You're really.
2: right about the blinking, Or Maybe I shouldn't, yeah. I need to think about that.
1: I'm going to be conscious on the telly about my blinking now. <laughs> and I'm going to watch you this weekend and be like, oh, look, I'm coming to your blinking, Sean. Mm-hmm. Hey, Back to rugby, yep. we're now into the third week of who's going to play our Six Nation captains. Yes. We did Owen Farrell last week. This week, it's French captain.
0: Charles Olivon.
1: Well, he's a specimen.
0: He is a specimen. He's
1: a big unit, too. He is, he is a big unit.
0: Did you know, that everyone's talking about him now, right? Because obviously, uh, the first game against England, he had two tries. He played outstanding. He's, he's had seven caps before that. Yeah, I know.
1: I seven know. caps. Yeah. Didn't even notice a, it before. Impressive man. When I'm at the Six Nations launch and he walks in, he thinks, my gosh he's he's a big fella lean handsome and obviously speaks very well you know has these leadership qualities so they might be onto something there who's going to play him then who would play Charles Oliver
0: well my I looked at a range of actors and my answer is going to be Gerard Butler and simply because I saw one image of him, and I don't know what it must have been—he just scored a try or something—but he's just pure veins, yeah. muscles tensed, screaming, yeah. and it just reminded me of Gerard Butler. This is Sparta scene, both very chiselled, yeah. <laughs> uh, nice little bit of uh, facial fluff going on. Okay, well, so Gerard Butler for me. I'm gonna, I'm
1: gonna go left field, and only because one of my f- most favourite actors passed away in the weekend, Kirk Douglas. Oh yes, we so did. R.I.P. Um, I'm Spartacus. <laughs> yeah. That was one of those things on the weekend. Actually, <laughs> I'm Spartacus. Oh, so I'm going to go Kirk Douglas in his prime when he was Spartacus. Okay, how's that?
0: Yeah, it's good. It's a good one. It's a good show. <laughs> Normally you're, you're not really up to it with the actors and the rugby players. I'm back very now. i am had a coffee. I'm, I'm fighting yeah. back. <laughs> back in the room. <laughs> I'm back in the room. Rose?
2: Okay. I'm going to go with Liam Hemsworth. Mm-hmm's yeah, worth. I thought it was quite easy for me.
0: You're all about the pretty boys, you are, aren't you?
2: Well, I I know him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't. I don't. Well, that is a good <laughs> show. Hunger Games. He's uh, he's not far off Oliver on of actually in Hunger Games. He's yeah. got that facial hair going on and dark broody looks. And he's a bit of an hard man as well, I think. Nice. So we're going to need listeners' questions this week. Yes, Episode we three, Tuesday. Loads of listeners' questions in this week. Lots about different things as well, rugby and acting.
1: Well, so you can follow us on Twitter at TuesdayClub underscore and then also on Instagram Tuesday Club podcast, and uh, we've got some nice followers this week Rosie Sheen very good
0: so the first question comes <laughs> from Siobhan <laughs> McGillian and Rosie at, sorry Siobhan has asked um, what is our favourite away stadiums I'm gu- guessing that's in regards to the Six Nations
1: well I don't like Twickenham I think it's a bit cold and open very hostile um, place I think Dublin the city's great but it's an unfinished Aviva Stadium at the end there it's not great France it's a good stadium it is good but it's out in the sticks in the middle of nowhere and um, so I, I'm probably going to go for Murrayfield Murrayfield but it's not it's not a it's not a great choice you know the other five nations ours is so good the yeah, principality it stadium yeah it's so amazing you're you're on the field, wherever you're sitting, because the seats are quite close. You feel part of it, and the atmosphere is great, roof on or roof off. So, if I have to pick one, I'd go Murrayfield, because I like the Scots.
0: Murrayfield, is uh, Murrayfield's a good trip? Have you ever been to any away games for I oh, don't Mine's it's I went awful, to isn't it? Rome. It's not awful. I mean, you've been a busy girl, so you can't, you know, can't have it all.
2: Thanks, Kate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I loved Rome. I did, and it was basically because I'd never been to Italy before. Um, and the place—it was a hell of a trek mind. For some reason, we came out of the Stadio Olimpico, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. And uh, we had a hell of a strut back into where the busy areas were. Yeah. And then we ended up in some Irish bar.
1: Well, that, thats the difference, Kyle. All those the ones I mentioned: Paris, and the <coughs> Aviva—not an so much. But they're—they're they're out of the main city. Look at ours. You get off the train, boosh, you straight in all the bars the stadium's right there in the middle of Cardiff so there we are but thanks for the questions Siobhan
0: any others? Yeah I think we have
2: Rosie any? Yeah we got one from Matthew Wintle it says Kyle Rees who out of the current Welsh Six Nations squad would you choose to play yourself in Outlander and why?
0: Ken Owens the sheriff. <laughs> 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 See, not for like, for like. I mean, he can grow a beard as well. Obviously, an Outlander. That's good, I've got for a the big beard, an Outlander, and the, the head is fake; it's a wig. But um, the character I play is sort of like. Uh, well, he's not, he's not a sheriff by any means, but I just think he, he would play me because I'm very much like him. Characteristically, charismatically. No, no, no. You
1: think you are
0: pa- passionate for Wales. And obviously, John Quincy Myers is Welsh in Outlander. He is from Wales. Yes. As we all know, there was a massive Welsh settling that left um, South Wales and went to Pennsylvania in the early 1600s. Yeah, we all knew that. Yeah, so, <laughs> you know, just in case anybody didn't know that, that is why John Quincy Myers is Welsh.
1: <laughs> all right, I got one for Rosie years from uh, Simon Harris at Gross Old Boy. Uh, loved Chernobyl, thought it was amazing, and you were great too. Did you get to filming any... Great places.
2: Yeah, I filmed in Ukraine, in Kiev, and I filmed in Lithuania. Yeah.
1: Which is your favourite?
2: Lithuania was gorgeous. Was it? Yeah, it was really picturesque. Yeah. It was kind of like a candy town. Every like all the buildings are really. What,
0: like Hansel and Gretel. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it exactly like that? Yeah. What, what
0: was the What was the season when you were there? Summer. Oh, that's nice. So it was lovely. It was well, really warm. Yeah. Wow. And
2: yeah, well. Filming, we spent a lot of time in in a massive um, old hospital. So, filming was quite gruesome. Yeah. We were all covered in vegetable soup. Nice. Because the victims were sick.
0: I love vegetable soup.
2: Yeah, and I smelt. So, so it was <laughs> nice to walk around the <laughs> town. I'm fa- fascinated
1: by this because you probably had a huge insight to what really, really went on. You know, yeah. in that you probably had to research and mm-hmm. it must have been pretty. Horrific.
2: Yeah, it is. It's yeah. awful. And apparently, the the worst part of it, obviously, I was re- researching what the nurses are to deal with, and they'd come out in a like a rash, like a blotchy, horrible, blistery, um, painful rash, and then it would disappear. So they were going into hospital, and then, like, a week later, it was disappearing. and then So they were sending them home. And then, usually, within about 48 hours of sending them home, they would combust from the inside out. Ouch. Their insides would, would just... But it... Yeah. I mean, it should... Yeah.
0: There's sound groups, if I'm honest. Yeah. yeah, it
2: does, yeah. It's a, it, but it's a nuclear power... It, nuclear power shouldn't even exist on the planet. God. We don't know how to deal with it.
0: That's great light to end uh, the research Sorry, damn was
2: <laughs> Why are you always talking? Keeping right? it light. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, don't be daft. It's funny, it's <laughs> but yes, yeah, the, the research was, was horrid. Yeah,
0: yeah. Right, we're going to finish up now because <laughs> it feels like we've been in here since last Tuesday. Yeah. Um, I'm
1: going to combust now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think any nuclear power is going to come out here. Really. I think it's just going to be San Miguel. Oh yeah, God. Um yeah. Just a quick round-up. Oh, we've done the round-up. A look ahead to, uh, not next week, the week after, Six yep. Nations. We've got... Italy at home with Scotland coming to visit them we've got Wales, at Cardiff, France coming over and Ireland are going to Twickenham mm.
1: yeah I think uh, there could be an upset on the cards with Italy, Scotland I just think they're in so much turmoil they've got two weeks they go back to the Pro 14 this weekend um, so how many players will be released Johnny Grey got injured so there's that one. I fancy us. I fancy our boys to beat uh, France. And I, I think France will um, will pose a huge threat, but it'll be a cracking game. Yep. And I think we'll do it. And unfortunately, I say unfortunately, I just think, I don't think Ireland are good enough. I don't think they are good enough to go to Twickenham and win. But as you said earlier, Kyle, that sets up the Six Nations. If those results happen, it sets up a cracking couple of weeks. So back to Pro, Pro 14 this weekend. I'm down the Scarlets. Scarlets Edinburgh. So shameless plug. Looking, uh, Yes, you can catch me on um, 3 o'clock on Saturday afternoon <laughs> on Premier Sports <laughs> uh,
0: I'm going to disagree I'm going to go Scotland because I've got to stay true to my outlandish Scottish brothers um, I'd like to see them get a win because they have been coming on over the last few years and even though they are in a bit of turmoil I think um, there needs to be a bit of galvanisation mm-hmm. uh, so I'm going to go Scotland over in Rome uh, obviously I'm not going to bet on anyone against of course you're not. the boys in red so that's pretty simple Wales for me uh, and, yeah, you know, like I said earlier, I very rarely hear me say this, um, and I'm not anti-England by any means. You know, When we were out to the World Cup, I wanted them to win the World Cup. But I, I, I think they will do a job on Ireland in Twickenham because Twickenham is a very hostile place to come and win. Yeah, I agree. Rosie, uh, who where do you think is going to win?
1: Where will you be, Rosie, for that weekend? It's not this Saturday, it's a week Saturday. I'll
2: be in Stratford, upon it, haven't uh, yeah. Matinee day, is it? Matinee, two shows? I think so. It's not two shows. Isn't it? Yeah, it's in rap now with someone else, so... Oh. it's not yeah
0: so will you catch a game? Welsh game is on at Oh, the quarter of five. yeah you catch I will it? yeah that's good do you if think I, we
2: my matinee comes down a half four so I will oh, race to the pub will and we catch expect it? To s-
0: you to send Tuesday Club a picture of you in your Welsh jersey <laughs> in <laughs> the definitely Wales
1: <wins>.
2: <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> I get it in he I get it. it in every week before him <laughs> <laughs> neck.
2: who do I think is going to win
0: yeah so Italy or Scotland Scotland Wales or France
2: Wales England or ooh Come on, under the clock. England.
0: England. There we are. So that's your roundup. it has been lovely this week. I'm in mean, Rosie. Thank you very much,
1: Rosie, oh, for coming pleasure. down. Oh, pleasure. Yeah, I've amazing. had a great time. Want to come and see King John?
2: Yeah, come. Yeah, It's on until March 21st. Oh, is it? Yeah. You might,
0: you might struggle getting him off the golf course or in between his punditry.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm a busy boy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks also to Matt Sherrett, the Osprey Coach, for joining us on the Tuesday Club. Follow us at Tuesday Club underscore... On Twitter. And Twitter and on Instagram, it's Tuesday Club Podcast. Please give us a follow. Listen next week. That's the end of episode three, Rosie. You've been amazing. Aww. Kyle, you were distinctly average. <laughs> we'll see you next week. ta <laughs>
2: Bye-bye. The Tuesday Club is available to listen to on Spotify and iTunes.